guys, I'm here with Joaquin Escobar. He is a YouTuber. His his channel is called um, Esoteric Wisdom, and I've actually been on his channel. He interviewed me, what, like a year ago or something? Or Yeah, it's coming around to like a year. Coming around a year ago. And then we, um, I he met me at a conference in Sedona, so we actually have met in person. He's really, really cool, and I really want him to come and explain to you, okay, so his his other thing is he's a holistic trainer, but he's really into like Qigong and Taoism or Taoism or what is with the Chow, the Tao, the Tao? Like I'm always confused. They like interchange those words as if they're the same is just, sorry. That's first question. What no, I know it is like the phonetic thing of like, people don't even know how to explain the philosophy. Cause it's so interesting because it's like, it is a philosophy and a religion, but I call it Taoism. I say it. Um, but sometimes like, it's all spelled with a T Taoism. It's just a phonetic, you know, they don't know, you know, a lot of like, even like the of Taoism, like what we would call Taoism isn't even like properly translated. So there's that even like bag of worms in and of itself that it's not even full, a lot of stuff about the entire philosophy, religion, whatever you want to call it, hasn't even been translated from like the original um, certain languages and then over to English. So it's ironic. It's, it's, I call it Taoism though. I, I think it's just Taoism. Okay, so what do you, doesn't do you, sound you, right phonetically. You view it as a religion or you review it, you view it as a philosophy for you? Like, what do you view it as? So I think, okay. So it's basically different fractalizations. You could kind of categorize it out into there's traditional Chinese shamanism, philosophical Taoism. Um, and then there's kind of the holistic practices that we think of traditional Chinese medicine, Qigong, Tai Chi, Kung Fu, um, you know, they, they, they can, you can kind of have an array of different things. So the weird thing about Taoism, because in its essence, the religion can't ever wants to be defined. Like if you ever try to define the Tao, it's then it's the whole point of it is that it's undefinable. It's kind of like the conception somewhat of Allah in Islam. You know, some people are going to get mad at me for even saying that, but it's like, it's an inconceivable concept to even like try to put into a box what the doubt is so it's it's that I mean, concept that's of an because i've 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 read lazu's like the way like a, a bunch i've listened to it a bunch um and it and it's it's a lot of that um like the way yoda speaks where it's like oh yeah. this is good as good as this or you know like it it goes into it like reverses itself one way and i you know i don't know what you call that there's probably some actual technical literary term from it but so almost it makes it it's like you know um uh the way you to speak it's very much in this yeah. kind of like rhyming kind of like nondescript but it's a very Taoist. so the force is completely in my opinion based i mean off it, but everything is like sort of concepts like if you go looking you will not find but if you don't look you will find i mean ever yeah. like, you can see how it's really hard to define yeah, we could go straight into that. So the philosophical aspect of that is what would be called like Wu Wei. And there's really good videos on YouTube about this concept, but it basically means to not essentially dwell on the past because this then relates to what I would describe as religious Taoism and um, then getting even concepts of what we would define as trauma and then what you could correlate to what's called like new German medicine, where it's like your traumas, you can kind of tell if someone's been traumatized, like you can look into someone's eyes and you can really tell if they've been traumatized, like even animals, like there's this one cute Instagram bear that was like caged in Russia for years and she's really, really old bear, but you can tell looking in her eyes, so there's pictures of her where you can see it in her eyes that she's been traumatized. So it's kind of the concept of not holding on to the past, not holding on to the traumas, 
And there's a lot of good like Chinese, you know, stories that they're real or not doesn't really matter. The, the point of the story is that the most famous one would be like there's a guy who basically breaks his leg and he views it as negative initially. But then one comes time for war, he actually doesn't have to go fight. So that's like the best concept of Wu Wei I could explain very quickly to someone to where they have an understanding of, OK, all these things you looked in your life are extremely negative. You don't understand how positive they actually could have been and made you better. And actually, oh, look in that instance, OK, he's has a broken leg, but that actually saved his life out in the end. So I would describe it as that, that kind of not holding on and being very what I would describe as being fluid and not resisting, like going with the flow. That's what it means, where it's like, don't try to hold on to things too um Concretely, don't have to have attachment to it, like the Buddhist sense, where you're not trying to hold attachments to things, hold attachments to the past, hold attachments to trauma, hold attachments How to... How does it view fate then? Is it like, is it fate or is it free will? Or So what? this is going to piss off then a lot of people too. It doesn't dis, it doesn't discern between either. So it, it basically says you, you have basic... So it also, you have to then go into... Because this is a whole... We're unpacking so many cans of worms because it obviously leads to this next question. But there are essentially certain so like in astrology you have like good there's times that stuff happens there's you know like the most common one i i always hear people talking about is mercury retrograder this going into this you know these these planets are going into retrograder this is traverse you know there's some sort of thing that's going on in astrology so there's going to be basically times when stuff's good or bad to do so basically this is there could be potential windows like how they view it is almost like there's like when this potential window comes around um don't have accumulated bad luck or put yourself in precarious positions. So for example, um, you, every 12 year cycle, you come back to like your good year, essentially. So when essentially I'm going to turn 30 is going to be my bad year because so, because every 12 years, so it's like you're 12, you have a good year, you're 24, you have a good year. And essentially every half of the decade. So every time you're having you know, in between. So there's the six year increments of kind of like what's considered bad luck where certain signs are bad. So it's kind of like trying to um, gamble properly. So it's almost like you're trying to count cards almost where you have opportunities of really good luck or really bad luck. They don't view it as this is 100% what's going to happen. But then this will get into you have your own, you have like what's, you know, in what a new age community would understand as like a higher self like they understand like you have a soul and a higher self but then it also gets into they do also believe in reincarnation so then it gets you know very complicated too because you have like a soul and a higher self in heaven and then you also and there, there is a taoist um they they do do you call it dao maybe I guess. there's a taoism yeah. um astrology that is separate on its own versus you know from western. yeah so western astrology and chinese astrology if you whatever want to call it that it's basically it's I view it as the same thing because if it's true, it has to be true irrespective of location. So it's always, but they do have a different cosmology than Western astrology completely. So what it's going to be covering is essentially they view it differently, but they, they have their own astrology system and their own, like um, their own, their own system of doing things. It's not as popular, but it's definitely, I think as important, it's true. Also, it's just more information to I understand. Mean, I, don't, I mean, I, I like the reason I'm always so skeptical of patterns, even though like I, I'm the first to admit that sometimes they do seem to be kind of right, but I don't know if it's just like throwing darts in the dark and sometimes you're like, yeah, I got it. I got the tart, you know, but it it is that concept of we aren't 
hey, look, I think we could totally be in a simulation in this. And if and if any of these astrology and or like Taoism, like cosmology works, then we are in a simulation 100%. Yeah. Assuming that we are in the story of outer space that we've been fed and we th- th- that for me is um we are not like so we are moving around a, a sun that is moving around in a galaxy that is moving around in a universe that is moving around in the who the fuck knows like we are not constant and so like there's going to, we're on we're like moving on a highway that is there's mm-hmm. not like this this centric centric yeah, and it's not fully cyclical. I understand it's what you're saying. Not fully so cyclical. It's, yeah, they're, 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 like we're in a spiral, not a not a circle. And yeah. that's the thing is like for me, I just don't think that we have the ability to completely predict all this stuff. But then, when you look at um, astrologically, like they can tell you how many minutes an eclipse is going to be, and for for the next I don't know however many thousands of years, like and they're really accurate. So that's something that yeah so this is going to get into um i mean there's a lot of different ways i could kind of go off that conversation but i'm going to kind of go off with with the like the ben take where a somewhat of that with somewhat of these there's going to be measurable cyclical patterns ben davidson yeah 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 so you've had on your channel before he talks about space weather he talks about a cyclical cycle of every you know a a thousands of year cycle stuff is basically shifting and it's seems like it's constantly it seems like this is going to happen so that's almost like a you know a side conversation that is like kind of added in but the 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 point i'm trying to kind of make is essentially that the pattern recognition part of it seems to be that it's exactly the point where there are these constant fluxes and the view of it that it's fully cyclical it's not like you know it's not like we have 12 months and every single month is going to be exactly the same there's always going to be differences and there's always going to be interpersonal different play and aspects of free will these are just the external forces of like the weather forecast this is almost like we're going to play flag football but then there's going to be potentially rainstorm or then winds you know what i'm saying or we're going to play frisbee frisbee golf but there's going to be potentially high winds so it's almost just like a forecast of what could happen in the thing in the you know in the earth simulation and then that's going off on okay what are we actually in are we in is this earth a simulation because you know those are very two different answers and obviously i don't know a hundred percent but it seems like there is it seems like it can lean towards somewhat of simulation uh in some aspects especially when you're getting into the very mathematical synchronistic patterns that we fall into um that I would say that there there is some sort of um ma- sa- what do you could call it sacred geometry or numerology occurring where there's basically numerology that is occurring um outside of most people's understanding but I would say high level again you could use them as elites or high level people who understand numerology and astrology they understand this and it's irrespective of, you know, a human, they don't know what's going on. They didn't know this happened on this date or this date or this date, but things are kind of formulated and planned and understood that things need to be set on certain dates to maximize almost like you're just like you would gamble. Like if you're doing, obviously you can't predict price predictions on like the stock market or crypto or, you know, when, you know, are, are you going to bet against, um, you know, Bud Light or Target because of these things, you're going to not understand their stocks. It's like, the point is, is that you're just, there's, there's pattern recognitions you can understand. You're not obviously always going to be right, 
you don't, don't know the future, but once you understand pattern recognition and kind of collective cycles, you can kind of predict the future. Not of course, always, but you can kind of understand the, or the at least the occur. general trajectory of, yeah. Uh, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna understand the trajectory of something like if you know how to throw a baseball you're gonna know where it's gonna kind of go if you're a good thrower you know what i mean and the more you're the better you are at throwing a baseball a football the better you are going to be of controlling it and predicting where it's going to go obviously you can't throw it forever but you can understand where it's going to throw like if you're a quarterback or a pitcher so it's just understanding i think kind of the system um if that's not too complicated no that's 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 um that's a nice little summary for people now okay mm -hmm. Let's go into um, Qigong. Okay. Like, I know, I love Qigong. I know some stuff about Qigong. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, talk to us as if you're talking to, a, like, a five-year-old who has no idea what you're talking about. Like, yeah. well, what is this from the beginning? Because it's actually not that common. Yeah. So, what how I would describe it is essentially, it's getting kind of into the metaphysics and cosmology of somewhat of Taoism, but understanding that the world and understanding what the word like what these kind of eastern terms are like karma chi. or chi is or you know whatever you want to call it um is essentially just basically your ability to be fluid in a sense i would try to convey it as an understanding the human body as a biomagnetic battery so you're constantly getting bioelectricity and from the world you know, this is how this interplays into astrology. It's it's a biomagnetic electrical pulse you're getting from these certain distances of planets and stars and moons. I mean, we know that the moon controls water and we're mostly made of water. So that's like an obvious one to kind of say, but it's understanding that your body is a biomagnetic battery and essentially your energy reserves, your emotions, your feelings, they're really just energy that this isn't this isn't a real this isn't essentially what i would call base reality and there's a biomagnetic ether you know if you're using kind of more of an ether mo ether model that you're tapping into and understanding and then collecting this energy to store what would initially would be in your lower dantian to basically give you more energy to kind of strengthen your core um because there's a whole again cosmology and metaphysics on how Taoism views like your Dantians and understanding these energy centers and understanding okay, what, are, what are what are Dantians for people. Who so don't. these are basically just energy centers. So your heart, your like stomach, kind of similar to chakras. Yeah, but they basically only break them out into kind of threes. And a lot of Taoism has a lot of Tesla cosmology too. So a lot of things are with nine six, or three or six or something. So it's it's a lot of it is always going to be related. You're doing the movement towards like one of my um, teachers. He would only do stuff in like three, six or nine. Not all of them do that, but some of them do that for certain positions, certain moves. You're doing them literally in Tesla's numbers. So you're usually doing sets of nine. And then nine in numerology means like completion. So there's always this sense that, okay, so I know what this number means in the matrix. Nine means this. So I'm going to do this set this to feel like I completed this set. So it's kind of like that. But again, going back into Qigong, it's essentially you're a biomagnetic battery and these are energy centers that similar to chakras, they kind of lump them in a more of a collective sense where this is like your third eye, this is your heart chakra, and then this is almost like your sacral chakra, um, kind of morphing into your solar plexus. And that we can get into that layer where it's like, you okay. know, kind of like in, yeah. So I guess I would summarize for people, be, basically say that it's like, um, 
like it's a physical exercise similar to maybe like yoga or like a martial art mm -hmm. like 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 where where you're um trying to collect more life force from yeah the, from the air so, around you basically exactly so there's kind of this concept of yin yang energy but not really where you know in yoga there's yin and yang kind of yoga essentially it, you know it's kind of been westernized and kind of separated into yin and yang yoga and you know you can go do a yin class where it's very just like simple deep postures or it's more yang where it's more like warrior one you know like it, it can kind of go into that sort of type of thing right. this is more you're trying to collect both innately so you're just kind of trying to do both um and you're trying to collect as much yin yang as possible um I would just put it in like for people who understand yoga, but it's essentially it's equivalent to yoga, but more of an emphasis purely pertaining to the biomagnetic side of um, energy cultivation. It's an energy cultivation exercise. There's some physical requirements, but it's mostly postures like yoga, but with a more direct emphasis on the energy cultivation aspect of it, if that makes sense. So you're very much intensely trying to think I'm cultivating energy where yoga is more about I would almost say like it's, you know, you could have to ask Yogi and I'd have to go into that like whole, it's a little different cosmology with Hinduism type of philosophy. It's a different type of sense of self and separation. It's, it's a similar, you're doing the same thing actually, but it's a different philosophical way they're trying to achieve it. But it's the same, you know, uh, Zen Shinyata type of ultimate att attainment but you're, it's a different way of attaining it. Um, and even in the Kundalini sense is different than the Taoist sense of how you're trying to achieve enlightenment. Like it's much more like, you could almost describe it as, yeah, it's, it's a different, it's a different system, but, um, yeah. Does that okay, kind of make so sense? So then what, yeah. like, uh, um, so what's the ultimate goal here? Live longer, superpower. So, yeah. That's so it's basically, there is no, I'm, if I would teach anyone about it, there would be no, I wouldn't, tell you what to do like there's no the only purpose is to so then this is getting into what i would consider my philosophical purpose or the reason i'm here with like what you would call like my higher self or like my true self is essentially i'm just trying to have people get rid of as much as their traumas and then i'm equating traumas to karma so anytime they've basically felt a sense of failure or a sense of shame trying to basically brush that off and have them physically, because it, I believe it physically is is held in your body. So basically, tear it apart metaphysically from you. So you so in the whole cosmology, it basically believes that you have the concept of meridians. People, it's it's kind of similar again to chakras, but these are basically like a grid pad pattern, like a computer board that is on your body that essentially dictates certain things relating to your organs and relating to your energy system. So have people kind of take these experiences that they've had regrets productively move away from them so they can be more productive in their lives so traumas and experiences aren't literally bogging you down or making you feel um having intrusive thoughts or getting into these thought loops as a, as a way of describing it so like people who have gone through a lot of trauma they go through these thought loops they can't really you know like they're not really like light on their feet or like playful in conversation or like know how to like talk to people you know what i mean does this okay. kind of make sense? So like people who have been really traumatized, they kind of have like almost like a dead. But it, it's like, like the whole population's almost traumatized at this point, especially. No, you so that's that's what I'm saying. So that so things like COVID stuff. I mean, it's, yeah, so, so they definitely I would agree with you. They are. I would say there's obviously varying degrees of it. And this is obviously not everyone's going to be into what I'm saying. So it's just like whoever wants to hear who's ever like in tune right. to the frequency I'm trying to say 
obviously, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, can't help everyone. And that's kind of a point of Taoism where it's like, you know, you can't help everyone. And the people who want to get better are the ones who get better. And the people who don't stay where they're at. And that's just the dark kind of reality. Like you kind of have to get yourself out of the hell you've created. And that's kind of like a dark reality, but they, but that's the whole point of this is accepting like the truth of this realm and trying to break out of it and trying to understand that you have to basically go completely beyond this sense of self that you're attached to things in in a negative way that's keeping you bogged down from being your true self if this makes sense so okay you're, let's you're, get yeah. into something really juicy with 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 mm -hmm. this and let's talk about porn and the um like and how like what that's doing to society and then like like basically so, let's sexual yeah health. so so this kind of pertains to everything but it definitely pertains to this where there's a main emphasis in this in what you could consider Taoism or even like popularized Qigong with stuff like Montauk Chia, which is, I would say, exoteric for something so esoteric. Like he's pretty big channel for something so kind of hidden. You know what I mean? And like, for those who don't know, Montauk Chi is, mm -hmm. uh, where does he live? Like Thailand? I believe he's in, uh, I believe he's in Thailand and he has like a retreat center there um, where he teaches multiple different courses and stuff. Um, and again, I've never, I've taken his online courses and I've taken some of his like Zoom classes, but yeah, I've never I gone to his, his. But And I have some yeah. friends who've done some of his courses in yeah. person. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, so he goes into a lot of things like semen retention or how, like basically. Um, so yeah, this is a big, this so is then the big next topic that pertains to this, because then there's obviously just the energy, energy cultivation, the Tai Chi, the Qigong, the martial arts that are more energy based than opposed to stuff like Muay Thai or Jiu Jitsu, which I've done, which has its benefits. But, you know, these are more energy cultivation drills, but then going to the next step, which is this kind of main wall that society is essentially facing right now, which is like a very dark black pill, um, porn addicted world we're essentially living in and with you know stuff like instagram what it's so yeah this is kind of going on to a, a multiple different conversations where this is going into the hidden truth of like freemasonry and like all those other type of like esoteric hidden secret mystery societies schools or something. So, yeah mystery schools secret societies mainly people stuff so it's like that aspect of it there's that plus then there's what you would consider um so there's, there's multiple different things. Then there's the societal commentary that I have my own commentary about. So I, I'll, I'll paraphrase mm -hmm. what my understanding kind of might be on this thing yeah. right now. So it's almost as if um, like we're in a society where it's kind of like fast food dating, where it's like you're like it, it it's very encouraged to be with a ton of people rather than one person. Mm -hmm. And it's encouraged to like, like, I mean, the amount like the like with the invention of, of free porn at this point it's like the amount of people people have seen and like it a guy 50 years ago would net like seeing one playboy picture is not going to equate i mean this is just the, the the consumption of all this stuff is really mm -hmm. with the brain thing and i think what what we're not ever talking about or really realizing is that um when you're with somebody intimately, or even if you're just, just, it's just digitally and you're um, in that kind of space, there is like, it's like a life force um, exertion that is being expounded. So it's almost like it's taking away, like you have so much in your battery, right? And then every exactly. time you like have an orgasm, it, it just basically goes out into the ether of nothing. Whereas there's ways to regenerate back into yourself. And exactly, we're, yeah. we're kind of the way we're our society is set up 
we're depleting ourselves of actual life force and it's encouraged. 100%. Um, that was a perfect lead in because it's, it's, again, it's not only that it's also, I would say like the music and just of what society encourages in general, but then it pertains to this, especially because this is basically like your main energy center and the way that if your mind is stuck in this kind of what I would say, like the main threshold to get up to the next level, you can never really like what I would call transcend essentially, because you're essentially always going to be bogged down by what you would call lower thoughts. But there's just your uh, wishes, like your kind of carnal desires, very much actualized. And since we have the invention of the, you know, the internet and access to everything you could basically envision, it's then a free way to access anything you could imagine in the worst way possible. So I can access all the information I've ever wanted about, you know, some history thing about Genghis Khan or about, you know, some Japanese thing about, you know, I can, I can research history, or then I can also then go into this negative thought pattern and then have any desire I've ever wanted basically digitally fulfilled. And then also other than that, I'm then depleting my life force, which is this been, it's been a, it's been a completely central thing and understood in Taoism and understood in kind of what you could call mystery schools or secret societies that your vital essence needs to be transmuted. And that's, you know, completely pertains to Taoism and there's tons of books and Montauk Chia has a book on it. Um, that's pretty popular actually. Um, but this is essentially the main point that you're trying to cut off that kind of, uh, initial just animal instinct and then transmute it into something greater spiritually, um, and then we're going to go straight into this point too, that so in Taoism, the, the belief is, is that you're going to try to attain consciousness after bodily death. This is getting into other Taoist things too, but the whole point too is that the- you're Basically you choosing know, when you die. No, deeper than that. So like when you're going, when you're, when you eventually die, you basically, um, and this is, okay, should I mean, it's been talked about, but you, you know, it's like in Freemasonry, this is something that is understood you're knowing where you're going to go. So when you've cultivated enough energy down there, if you're a guy, and essentially this is going, that's why the, you know, this is just for the Taoism that I've understood for the guys and understood in Freemasonry and understood when just the kind of esoteric books I've read and, you know, YouTube videos online and stuff talking about this, understanding that it can, the energy that you gain from that, if you're not expelling it, and if you're basically cultivating it and reinterpreting it up to what you would be called your upper Dantian, essentially, you're then become enlightened and then you can you can basically know what you're doing when you're dreaming um you essentially have you understand the process of death enough so you're not really fearful of it you're not really um fearful of where you're going to reincarnate or if you're if you know you're not scared of if basically your demons are going to you know your own psychic projections and your own thought forms that you've created over your life come back and take you down and drag you to hell essentially allegorically you're basically light enough that you're just going to go straight up to heaven and you're not going to really um have any sort of thing to worry about so it's kind of like understanding this is a free ticket to heaven is because you've transmitted all of your transmuted sorry all of your basically animal passions to then you know carnal uh, lust to then into spiritual gold and this is you know alchemists talk about this the esoteric like inner alchemists talk about this um but then this is just the eastern version of what that's called so understanding that it's uh transmutations it's you know the term is enlightened or then understanding that so when you die you know exactly where you're going to go and you have enough consciousness in your head that you know where you're going to go and you're saving your consciousness so when you're essentially you know where you're going to go type of thing you're not going to be reincarnated you're not going to go to hell you're not going to um you're just going to go straight to heaven 
or centralized and, that's what, and that's like the, i mean theory. like heaven hell conversation is a whole other thing but mm-hmm. um, what would be your opinion on mm-hmm. why there's such an attack on people at, what, and it, and it's not just it's not just porn or well, yeah it's the music or it's the, or yeah. the, or which it's like our media it's every, it's media, every, yeah like the mm-hmm. way we're socializing at, in general with each other is just it's it's just kind of insane when you really like take a macro version back and look at it but um yeah why is it being designed like this like is this so that's a question i technically can't answer (laughs) but i think i have a good theory about it so this is essentially a great way to you know particularly to what you know your body is essentially like a metaphysical onion so particularly pertaining to you know stuff online you shouldn't be watched you know stuff online that you know for whoever like that sort of thing metaphysically weakens your aura um you know if you're listening to tons of music tons of alcohol um tons of like you know like kind of like the bad you know modern music that they play not like good modern music like a chris stapleton or like a maggie rogers who i would say is like a good modern artist most of like the bad most of like the bad music nowadays which i like unfortunately but you've i've been subconsciously preconditioned to loving it so that stuff i know degrades my aura but i'll use it when i'm working out just to kind of Unfortunately, that's just, you know, you're, you're pre-cognitively disposed to doing that where you're going to take an energy drink type of, you know, gym culture type of things. And it's very damaging because it's all trying to get you into the understanding of the physical reality and densify you as much as possible and make you feel as dense as possible physically. And essentially, like I would just call well, it also there's, there's technical hurts that are used that are like a little bit off kilter that, um, you know, oh, like, oh, 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 you mean like frequency stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. stuff like, you know, there's obviously in like new age stuff, there's tuning forks or crystals, you know, oh, I have a rose quartz that um, he has, you know, it's like 432 right. well, like, Instead of like, instead of like being tuned to, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, so like the main track. They do like 440 and it's just like a little bit of an off kilter thing, but it. Yeah, it so this is getting back into, this is actually going back. So this is circling back into the whole numbers conversation that certain frequencies mean negative things. Like even, so everything is kind of at the, honestly, at the highest level, it's basically all essentially planned and determined that, okay, this is going to be, it's just metaphysically locked in that this bad frequency is going to then, you're going to just subconsciously like this bad frequency. So if you, you're just, it's a frequential, it's just view it as a magnet. Don't view it as, oh, I like something or don't like something. View it as you're actually just a magnet bouncing around through different energies of music you're not actually really choosing the music you like. As weird as this sounds, you're essentially just precognitively because the, your friends in middle school like this music, they play this music, if they then are all attuned to this frequency, and then you're basically a version of your five closest friends. So then you like this subconsciously, then you have a memory attached to it when you were young. So then you like the music subconsciously as you grow up, but it's it really just- a, nostalgic and- It becomes nostalgic, but your nostalgia is actually just a bad frequency trauma, but you have an attachment to what was a bad frequency trauma. So this is the same thing I'm rolling into with Qigong, which is trying to dispense of that, which is we actually hold kind of attachments to things that are extremely unhealthy. So this is either food or this is alcohol or this is, you know, porn addiction or this is, you know, sex addiction or, you know, all these other types of things that have occurred in plague society, modern, you know, kind of modern Zoomer uh, millennial society. And it's, this is clearly bad. And then also obviously the non um, in-person communication, ironically, it's not Zoom, but, you know, like, you know, there's obviously values to it. There's obviously values to going on the internet and, you know, there's obviously values to Amazon, even though you, people could say, oh, it's a satanic company, but it's like, okay, obviously that I can 
get any book I want, you know, other before you had to go to a library, they might not have it, yada, yada, yada. So there, there are benefits to things. It's just, you have to be extremely careful because there's so much of a society that's primed to take your energy from you. You know, it's understood now that your data, they're, you're, you know, they're buying and selling your data and understanding like the AI system of, oh, they know you're going to need, um, new detergent oh. coming this month. So then the AI system knows, but it's also a metaphysical, deeper, esoteric, energetic siphoning of your, of your energy is what's going on. And then there's also, I mean, this is a, a little bit of a segue, but like, I just watched that Eric Heckler uh, video that you were, you were, you were sharing with me, but it was mm -hmm. uh, about the, the, the dues, like direct energy weapons. But for me, yeah. uh, the voice of God technology, which has been talked about by many different whistleblowers and all that. And if you don't know what that is, apparently they, they meaning, I guess the government, the U S government at some point has developed a, uh, I don't know what kind of device it, if it's like a little ray gun or what, but it's some kind of device that can literally put thoughts into your head and in your own voice to where mm -hmm. you think that you're thinking it. And it's weird because, um, one of my Korean friends always would tell me like I, I've, uh, his father was a professor in, at the university of Korea or whatever. And he mm -hmm. said, always never believe what you think. Um, he's like, don't trust your own thoughts and don't believe what you think. You, yeah. Like just no, seriously. be neutral about your thoughts and your beliefs yeah. and, and see how they play out over time and whether or not you, and that, and that's interesting because if, if, if you sit with yourself, it's very important to know thyself. It really is. Because if you sit with yourself and you're kind of going like, you speak English and you're, or you speak whatever language you speak, you speak it in your head. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes we got to go into feeling into whether or not something is right or wrong or feeling into like, don't listen to the logic that th of things that are being spoken in your head, because it obviously look around, everybody's doing that. It doesn't, it, there's, it doesn't, work. it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, no. So this is the thing. So one of my, um, I guess, what would you call her? So she's like an energy healer. She did this thing called Kundalini activation. Um, I forget her name now. I actually feel kind of embarrassed, but she was really, she's really, really, really good at what you did. She would basically like, you know, send energy up your chakras. She'd like touch your feet, send energy up your chakras. One of the girls, I remember this specifically, when she there was like Qigong classes, she couldn't feel the chi. She would just do the classes, but she didn't feel the chi. She made jewelry. She um, understood kind of this the subculture of new age stuff, which was like the tuning forks, the crystals, the the qigong, the yoga, all this type of stuff. But she couldn't really sense it, and she didn't have an understanding. The second she did kundalini activation, she was like, "It's undeniably real." This girl, I just wanted to give her a shout out because I felt like that was such an interesting story. And she said, "You should never listen to your thoughts. Your thoughts are just going through you. These are just ideas that aren't really even yours. Like you're not your thoughts. So what the concept of your true self is isn't your thoughts. So your thoughts are just basically a reaction. So you're just having a reaction. You know, like oh, Mercury's in retrograde. Oh, I'm having a reaction. I can't process today. I can't. You know, people can't. People who you know have depression or stuff can't get out of bed. You're just reacting to things." You know, you're just reacting to your past, you're reacting to trauma, you know, someone cut you off, someone was mean at you at the store, someone was, you know, just people being assholes. And, you know, you just have to, unfortunately, then deal with it. The, your thoughts then that arise from that aren't even really your own. They're just basically psychic transfers, or you're basically then subconsciously picking up from the collective consciousness. They're not even really your true thoughts. Like, 
They're not what you really want to do or what you actually feel hold as value to you. These are then just psychic projections around you in the ether or just people projecting them onto you or stuff. And, you know, obviously with that technology, that's literally a beam projecting psychic thoughts onto you. So, you know, high level, I would guess you could say wizards or then technology can do this, or then you're just picking it up from the ether. But she said that, you know, you're not your thoughts. And that was something very fascinating to me. And I've always tried to think about that too, where it's like, if you get an intrusive thought, you try to be like, oh, that guy's an asshole or, or whatever. It's like, just let it go essentially. Um, which it can kind of seem cringe at first glance, understanding like, oh, just let it go. It's like, what do you mean? Just let it go. He was an asshole. But it's like, it's a deeper meaning of whatever the energetic frequency behind him is just really what's behind him. It's not like actually that guy's being the asshole. He's just really upset about his life. And then he's projecting it onto you and then you're receiving it. And that's what I've mostly found with people who kind of have this sort of thought pattern it's basically they're just projecting their own stuff onto people and onto reality even though it's not effect even though that person who cut you off it's not about anything else it's about their life that they're experiencing and it's just uh, an amalgamation then just finalized with that person and then you're just basically transferring these negative thoughts so to not then hold any of these thoughts but, is again integral to and this is where i feel like um um a lot of programming comes into play like in terms mm-hmm. of like scary movies like let's take the concept of scary yeah. movies. we have all these like all these like murder slashing like i mean on tv you either can watch a cop show or a murder mystery show or a lawyer show about them or a doctor show where they're fixing yeah. up the latest shootings or they're just i mean the blood and the gore and stuff like that and then i I've, i have this one friend who um it's a girl actually. And like, mm-hmm. she has the worst, I hate driving with her because she has the worst road rage. And she just says these like, like, whoa, like just heinous, yeah. heinous little, like, I'm going to like grab, or th- I want to pull your throat out. Or I, I mean, the thing she says, like when she's like in her little road rage thing, I don't even think that way. And I, I don't think that yeah. way. I don't watch that kind of shit. Um, and I don't watch that kind of shit because I don't want to think that way. And I don't, and I don't, I don't want to think about all the different thousand ways I can be killed or that other yeah, people. Or murdered or that's not yeah, murdered. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Let's, yeah. That's another thing too, about the culture. Actually, we should just kind of address on really quickly. A lot of, unfortunately the contact. And I think like, uh, what's her, this is one girl, Dr. Trish Lee. She has a whole thing about like uh, pornography and stuff. A lot of it is the whole concept is like demeaning sexually. So she has like a whole video about it that it's like to women want like to like to be demeaned or men like to be demeaned. So it's like a whole, you know, she has a whole we could like that's a whole subplot. But then also to this is that um I guess addressing the car thing. Yeah, anyone who overreacts in traffic, it's usually an indicator of something deeper that again, they're not it's the same concept we're kind of bringing up that they're having all this road rage, but it's really not about these cars. It's really about their lives and they're just projecting it onto these cars. It's not like these cars are destroying your life. It's not like someone ran into you and then you have like some sort of like twisted face now from it. And then like, you know, you're crippled. It's not that they're just cut you off and you're 10 seconds difference in your overall driving experience. But that has just put you in such a negative thought loop that you can't, you're just, you know, when people say I'm spiraling, that's what you're just spiraling out into this negative thought pattern. So unfortunately I've been around those people where they literally can't even process the concept of just traffic and people just trying to merge. So it's, it's, it's a super negative thing that's or, happened. Or that time. you yeah. do it yourself, probably unknowingly, like you've cut somebody yeah. else 
without knowing it or sure i mean like it's not and like they've been, yeah and they've got pissed off too but it's not like right. i was intentionally trying to cut them off like, and you, the day. that's it like i'm gonna yeah yeah but we what we received that and actually i wanted to add that thing to horror movies too so this is kind of a controversial take also this is probably actually going to be one of my most controversial takes i could actually say so my concept of art has been rapidly changing and i kind of think most art is essentially a psyop essentially it's basically unfortunately it's just essentially you're just channeling so i feel like mm. um actors um so like there's a famous uh daniel day lewis like i would consider probably the most recognizably understood he's a good actor or at least you know whatever so um he has been he's He's, he's had plays before where he's like channeled his father and stuff like that and even like movies like hellraiser or akira or you could go down the list of like 30 different sci-fi like the movie, movie of alien the movie of alien the movie of like if we go down all these certain i don't know like famous movies of like pop culture movies they're usually just either recycles or then just i would say stuff that's channeled like a, a great example is literally the beans from like hellraiser i just think those are like actual evil demons that the, they're just this clyde barker is just channeling that he's not actually even actually creating up a story he's really just essentially channeling an amalgamation of different truths that are hidden but it's not like he's again this is it's not like his actual ideas he's just basically receiving these thought patterns to, you know tying it back into this whole conversation this whole concept I don't think your thoughts are actually your own. I think there's stuff you're perceiving from the ether or stuff that's in the collective unconscious. You're not actually thinking of anything. You're just recycling stuff. Um, and it's, and it's and so that, interesting and that's just because the, you know. it, it comes to us through like really like um, innocent channels. Like for example, like we'll yeah. just, let's just go on the scary movie thing. But yeah. it'll be like, like my religious friend in high school was like, oh, I love scary movies. Or like, you know, like I have some really good friends that are like, oh, let's, just, let's get some popcorn and watch a scary movie. It, like, it's like, oh, it's fun. I like, I like to be, you know, like, so it's not, it, you know, it, like it, it starts in, like, in a way where. It starts innocent. It starts with just right, a fascination. It kind of starts and it's almost a, and, yeah. So it's kind of this same feeling of, it's essentially just, what it is also, I would call it as cheese. So it's this initial rush. It's like this adrenaline rush, kind of like, again, like what we were talking about with, um, you know, anything. It's this initial adrenaline rush you get from kind of this excitement. But what it ends up always being is it's a never ending cycle of just trying to get the next rush, trying to get the next horror movie, trying to, you know, then it goes into stuff like Saw, where regard. So the first Saw, you could almost say is like, okay, it has some commentary, or whatever, but it's like, it's obviously degenerates into what's then just called like torture porn and just, you know, just super gory, right. like the hostels the and all that stuff. Kind of stuff. Humans, yeah, exactly. Just right. super. And all those people who like those movies, if you really are honest and intellectually honest with yourself, you can, you can categorize traumatized people will gravitate to those movies, you know, people who it's so i view it as a completely just a channeled frequency thing so if you're stuck in a negative frequency you're just gonna like that sort of stuff if you're stuck in a different frequency you're just gonna like classical music you're just gonna like certain hip-hop music you're gonna like 90s hip-hop it's like it's so it's a, so right. i do view it as almost like a mathematical but, and equation that's sort of that sort of has been what has happened with porn in terms of like it's almost like you you always want to try to get more risque it's like you know everything yeah like, never it never top, ends right you know you yeah. gotta the thing before the thing or whatever you know like you mm -hmm. gotta up that thing mm -hmm. and um then uh, like um i don't know my sister is a as a pediatrician and she's talked about a lot of like teenage girls that have 
come into her clinic that have been like choked or um just like very like physically abused in their first sexual experiences because the guys the, the little teenage boys who are watching this stuff like think that that's what you do like you hurt someone when you're doing i mean like we yeah so this is it's really crazy yeah so this is unfortunately what's occurring the fantasy has then been too actualized and too obsessed over and too normalized so these like weird psychotic fantasies essentially about how to interact with someone you're driving that's not how you should talk to anyone but you feel this false sense of security inside of a car that's not how you should treat be treating your girlfriend or someone you're with it's this false sense of this is how you're intimate with the person you shouldn't be listening to this music but i've been conditioned and have an attachment to this rap music but i like rap music you know personally i've been you know so it's all this false sense of attachment to this thrill that we pertain to our own free will but it's really just an amalgamation of thoughts that we've accumulated collectively but it's not really like that kid isn't really thinking that no it's just he's been conditioned into thinking that so yeah, he's not well, really societal programming right like exactly, that's what, exactly what i'm saying it's a societal collective programming of degeneracy almost um, and wasting your energy and dehumanization and you can almost re reduce it to like a, a sense of dehumanization if you could say it very simply so oh, yeah that's great yeah yeah a false sense of compassion dehumanization materialism and, and that's that's that so okay that it's okay because that is happening but there are ways to combat that and like so Qigong yeah. is actually a really good way to I mean, not just Qigong, but a lot of this stuff, but like, uh -huh. like being embodied and being able to move your energy in a different, like, and there are exercises and techniques that you can do to. Yeah. I'm never saying I'm the only guy who knows everything type right. of shit. Like, no, or like that's obviously evolving, such a false right? conclusion. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's such a false uh, conclusion. I would, excuse me, never come into. Um, I would say obviously like just something free that everyone can do is fasting, which is an amazing way. I feel like to get rid of those old thought patterns, because I do feel as these thought patterns as condense into like what would be called a spirit and it then siphons off your energy. So that's why people get addictions is it's really just a psychic projection, a, a literal being in like the ether that has been created by your own thoughts or someone else, like a disease. Like if someone gives you a disease, it's really just their own spirit attached to you now. And then it's siphoning off your energy. So unfortunately, um, that's just what's happening. So yeah, I would never say that, oh, I'm the only guy because it's basically, it's diet, it's fasting, it's how you live your life, it's who you're around, you know? And that's the whole point of this too. It's it's to get you to assess your life criti very critically to understand who you're with, how to game your day to where it's as pragmatic as possible. So you're actually doing what you want to do and not these reduced idiotic thoughts that everyone's then projecting from society onto you because society is just a construct you're, what you truly want to do and who you are is completely separate from society's construct portrayed on you. Even this hat and this shirt and this broom is just a of not what I would truly want my life to be if I lived in a little like um Oh, I would no, be in a hobbit hole and like the Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking yeah, I'd be in a I'd like, live in and a I would pretty, have a like, staff yeah, like and indoor, I would like yeah. I actually think I would wear robes. <laughs> No, no. Yeah. So, so I would even say that there's unfortunately this, the reality that we have to then accumulate it somewhat, but there's not like this, you know, there, there's, there's give and take where I'm not saying, you know, whatever, but I think hopefully can people can discern and understand what I'm trying to allude to where you should be yourself, but you know, obviously you're in society type of stuff. Like for now we're in society. So 
you're, there's going to be this just you're just going to be part of society essentially but be, but being your true self in that so the, and what qigong is trying to do is get you back to what's called your original self which is essentially your childlike state before you are corrupted by all these thoughts almost like when you were free and had a sense of levity as a child that's what the whole point of qigong the esoteric um martial arts are actually trying to do they're not trying to they're trying to keep you in that sense of lightness and innocence and dancing and singing to where you're not bogged down um by the, the weight of the world part of the video game that we're in is that like you know like the all of these like whatever like these negative thought program mm -hmm. things that mm -hmm. are meant to cipher you know take away little parts parts of our life force mm -hmm. um, maybe it's like for us to figure out how to to shield or to shield them all like i don't know i'm thinking about like zelda or something um yeah <laughs> i don't know i i i, I do so yeah so this is what i do believe every uh spiritual practice is trying to attain you're trying to get yourself rid of all these negative thoughts so you can essentially be in a pure state and this is what i believe the matrix is designed to do i i have no doubt in my mind that this is a, the essence of the matrix is to remain is to be indifferent as possible so this is what the whole meaning of i interpret as shinyata is supposed to be saying it's not supposed to be calm or not supposed to be this it's it's actually again there's there's not a really good translation how i could energetically convey it is to be as as much as yourself as you want to be as you could be so you're yourself as you were as you were a kid you're you're who you want to be you're simultaneously your your innocent self which is your true self and then you're simultaneously who you want to be in the world that's what you should be doing but so many people then become diluted by their lives and the whole point of it is to then essentially still cultivate energy so that you then know what you're doing on your next phase of your journey throughout this um, experience we call these sort of states where you're going to go to a different realm after this once you have physical death um, and then you can basically well, go wherever you want one time on mushrooms um mm -hmm. i like one of the what i had a realization like where i was back with the oneness or something and i um mm -hmm. i realized that the the like okay so your gift is life but the biggest gift you could give back to the the oneness that's self-learning and i'm sure that there's other onenesses but the oneness that we particularly belong to uh mm -hmm is 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 okay like to be like a clone war to be basically whatever like a stormtrooper doesn't do it much good right it doesn't it doesn't learn much from everybody living the exact same cookie cutter thing it uh -huh. learns like it learns the most by you being your most extreme version of your uniqueness that is completely uninhibited by other things like you actually like a really truly person in their own in their in their actual identify or in their actual true self versus whatever else like with societal pressure or, or versus yeah. slavery system of the whatever you want to call our yeah. nine to five yeah. thing what i'm not even just picking on those people I'm just whatever mm -hmm. but i mean uh it learns it expands more and it helps it more the more unique we all become and the more because because we ex the more unique we all are and the more we're in our own truth and the more we just like freely create things and invent stuff and and go and 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 have new experiences and new kinds of i mean the more these kinds of things happen the more expansion happens 
But yeah. the more we try to like go into somebody else's vision of what life should be and whatever, uh-huh. that just stagnates the oneness actually, or or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. If, I don't know if one. Yeah, the Tao. I mean, you could right, call it the Tao exactly. If you want to call it the Tao, cool. Like yeah. I called it like whatever. Yeah, however you interpret energy it, uh, thing, whatever our consciousness, whatever is the viewer behind our eyes. Exactly. So I would, I would a hundred percent. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. <laughs> There's um, the, that's exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to be yourself and be uninhibited by the world. Essentially, you're trying to be yourself and be uninhibited by the world and be as um, spontaneous as possible. So this is actually kind of a going to anime reference. One of my favorite um, animes is Naruto because one, it's so collectively subconsciously known because it's the most popular Western anime, but it's actually, I would consider like one of, even though I think that it's completely purely channeled, essentially like the art form is all like the concept of chakras, just chi and the concept of all these moves are just, you know, pre-existing concepts. I still think it's really good because it's everyone subconsciously then preconditioned to understand what I'm saying, because there's basically two, it's kind of funny. So there's like two, almost like terrorists and one's an artist and they're both artists. So one creates these puppets to where he's killed his parents and put them into these stagnated puppets. He's then also put himself in a shell and then he's created himself into his own puppet and then he wields puppets. So there's this guy who is, this is literally part of the show. So so he basically has created his, he was basically created his perfect world where he has his parents, he's his perfect puppet. He never ages and he's in this shell and he eventually literally kills himself in the back. He literally could kill these like ninjas, these two ninja girls. And then he just literally kills himself. It's part of the whole story, but it's pertaining to the idea that he has fixed his puppets perfectly in this place. And he was then just like philosophically stagnated um, stagnation where the other guy, he has very flawed character too, but he had literally, he would use literally like explosions he would make clay art. So he would like clay, like clay birds, clay dragons, clay microparticles that he would like shoot into the air and like blow up everyone, like dissolve people's faces and stuff. Literally, this is in Naruto. So, <laughs> so this is like, so, but he, they both considered themselves artists and it was kind of like a running theme that they're these, they're like every terrorist in the group gets like a pair up and they're both the artists and one's super old, but he's, you know, he still looks young because he's just stagnated. And the other one views art as this literal explosion where he creates these clay um almost like little um clay little like you know figurines Figurines, yeah that then he'll throw at you and then they basically explode or then his final thing is he literally explodes himself he like blows the one who runs with his arms back so they all do that's just how you run in arto (laughs) so that's just how you run in the show but but uh he would actually like fly around on one of those little puppets and stuff but yeah, so it, it was just kind of like a running theme where one is one literally views life as an explosion and one views life as a perfect form fixed. I'm a perfect yeah. puppet. My That's- parents, I've turned into puppets. I've turned one of our, he turned his past, like what they call Hokages, like their presidents. Like he turned like their greatest Hokage into like a puppet. So he's turned everyone around him into puppets, but he still is then just stagnant and unhappy, even though he's perfect because he's still like youthful. Um and then there's this other guy. He has a flawed I feel like, philosophy. I feel like governments or everything is everything tries to like um you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, you're left wing. Yeah, that's like, a, yeah, you have to check a box. You like, to, yeah. like you're, yeah, you have to be yeah. this thing or this thing. You think this way, or there these are your options of things you can think. Boom, yeah. boom, boom, 
boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. You believe this or do you believe this? And it's like, what if I want to believe a third way? Like, what if I don't believe in anything you're talking about? Or yeah, uh, it's we're not. Yeah, we're very you. So anyway, as a human, my mm -hmm. question you can take or leave is just uh, basically try to examine everything on whether or not like, is this really what I want to uh, believe? Should I believe this? No, I'm believing this now. Like, yeah we're, we're we're conditioned to believe in a, in a false sense of a construct that this is this and versus this you know this is this false dualistic like construct and and obviously then nothing ever changes you know depending on wherever you vote or whatever you do it's like nothing's gonna you know you get this false sense of choice it's essentially a false sense of choice like even like car companies is a great example because a lot of them will literally use the same parts but then they'll essentially be the same they'll live like a mercedes they all Subaru, look super similar they, they all look similar they're all leeching off of each other's ideas no one's really making anything new it's just a false sense of new innovation with even like the tesla batteries and all this it's just everything's a false sense of innovation but nothing's ever actually getting done it's just a false sense of progression even yeah, though it's like, obviously stagnation. i want flying cars like i told you i'm like i need i i want i don't want to die before i've been in like flying cars like, well, flying in and of itself, I would love to just fly or, or teleport. Or yeah, or yeah. have a suit that flies, like not like yeah. Rocket Man, but I mean, just like better, like awesome. Yeah. If you could just, but I mean, in theory, I would like to just have like a pod that you just basically go into. It teleports you to a specific location. It's almost like those. Isn't that in Star Trek or something? Like, isn't that? Oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you just you yeah, know, but, you, yeah, it's like Star and Trek. Then I right? always kind of thought it was a little bit messed up because it technically took your like your particles and. And the reassembles like them. Yeah, obviously that could go super bad. But yeah, um, I obviously could go super bad. But I don't know. Like with this, like there's that whole thing that they just supposedly invented are discovered in South Korea of um the uh, the quantum uh, com no, not quantum computer. What was it? The superconductivity that's done at room temperature instead mm -hmm. of music, which could lead to flying cars, basically, or I mean, flat like levitating like trains or like the implications if if we really do have the material it's like material science if we really could figure that out it'd be bigger than the internet that would be amazing if we really could just you know have trains that floated yeah i mean this is then getting into a whole other conversation that ties into this which is you know like the hidden technology conversation where yeah they have stuff that that they're not telling you to give you and, a... and what's your opinion of they uh, what do you mean <laughs> that's such a big question who who, well, who has the hidden technology who are they okay so this is essentially i this is like the biggest question you could literally ask essentially because this is tying into the big secret that i then this is then we're going into then my whole beliefs on what the secret is and why and stuff like that so okay well let's go into it why not okay like, so essentially i have kind of come to my own initially my opinion and my conclusion is that most of history, I think, has honestly been somewhat fabricated. So I think a lot of history is true. There's always, this is how I think any intelligent deception operation works, is you always mix in truth with lies so that you're subconsciously preconditioned to understand that what you're saying is true, but I'll mix in lies. And they do this intelligence agencies where you add truths to, you add small differences to different people. So if any information is leaked, you know it was that person who leaked it. So it's essentially the same type of construct and information that's being transferred over. So where 
everything they're telling you is essentially somewhat true, but it's always mixed in with lies and spin and dis disinformation. So where they can kind of karmically kind of, again, like what um, Ben's uh, Ben Davidson said, where he's like, they believe in like this karmic retribution thing where it's like, if as long as we tell you a part of the truth and you accept it with your own free will, then we're not responsible. So there's some level of that going on, like almost like a layer. Again, like I'm describing everything as this layer that everything in this reality has been preconditioned to then be taught to us. So that means I don't, and again, this is going to go off a lot of different subjects. So I almost need to like uh, a little bit of time. Like I, like initially evolution, like I, I don't believe in evolution. Yeah. Yeah. We got to do something. Like, like, you know who, you know how crazy I am. You watch no, me. I, I know, I know, like, I know. I know. And say, people, yeah, no, no. So, so like stuff like evolution, stuff like um, just our own history, stuff, our own cosmology, like everything that we've been taught, I feel has been a veneer to a greater truth that they have they can they can tell you through symbolism but it's not the actual truth so i do think one of the most disturbing things is our history so essentially i believe evolution's fake i believe a majority of our history has been misinformed obviously you know just in our modern history there's so much spin and misinformation and the victors decide who what what story is being told so could you only imagine the stories that aren't true or that are complete lies and the true hidden basically factions and battles going on behind the scenes that we're basically not privy to that the general basically mass is aren't basically understanding of what's actually going on behind the scenes the actual battles going on behind the scenes and the actual basically what i believe is also like a spiritual war too so it's basically like good and bad literal like a very concrete defined section of good and bad but a lot of gray wizards essentially <laughs> you could describe them as wizards you could describe them as ascended masters or demonic people but it's essentially a spiritual battle um and essentially that's how i view it's going on essentially doing all this qigong stuff and doing all like a lot of the meditation spiritual work and i've i've had a lot of profound spiritual experiences like at the lake shrine temple where the yogananda temple is in los angeles i i definitely believe there's an objective sense of good and evil through a frequential system and it's essentially a system trying to manipulate and control and take as much power as possible energetically so that they can try to basically go up into the higher realms without actually spiritually evolving, like we were saying. So you have all these spiritual problems that you're not addressing, but you're still trying to upgrade. So that's kind of what's going on on a deep level spiritual battle between the good and bad entities, essentially yeah. manipulating humanity in and also their they don't have a concept of time like we do so this is kind of like a weird time travel thing simultaneously this is i know it gets very trippy but then it ma makes a lot of sense if you do a lot of remote viewing or do channeling or you do if you're in the spiritual space the concept of time you could you could remote view to the past so the concept of time is a false construct in and of itself also so there's this sense where you have a battle that's going on essentially spiritually energetically I'm telling you, time. Dude, like i got i yesterday or when was it Nikki, I'm in the flow state. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, go, 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 go. I'll tell you a minute. I'm yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. I got I got thrown back a year. Like I was I was living in 2024 and then now I'm back in 2023 now. So I'm like, fuck. Go yeah. on. Okay. So so the concept of time and of itself, and I could get to that specifically where I feel like in the future. So okay, and then you see now you're giving me too much good stuff. I have to, but basically the concept of time that we've been told of about our past, I think is a complete fabrication. Oh. And I think even stuff that they've set up in terms of our architecture has been, you know, there's kind of the whole Tartaria conspiracy, but it's essentially, it's, it's deeper that they've set up architecture to manipulate the zeitgeist, literally to vector, just like in astrology or numerology, 
they have basically wiped out certain you know they've hidden obviously you've interviewed people where they cover up stuff about the smithsonian about the giants in florida and, and arupa what all that so that they've they they have an understanding of the true history they've tried to wipe it they've tried to retell our history they've basically tried to kill all the native americans and try to wipe the true history of this continent they've tried to wipe the true history of basically everywhere else um and they've kind of done a successful job supposedly you know like wherever that time was with china where the, some of the language was then you know kind of re you know like if you look at old chinese it's it's very different like chinese the language actually shifted uh very recently yeah, in terms of English, the long, like try reading yeah. you're like what yeah so they basically have tried to you know take over stuff like you know britain and taking over india taking over china they've tried to manipulate those cultures they have done a little less good of a job as they've done here where all the native americans just basically died um but yeah that's basically what's going on pertaining to that specifically like if you're feeling this time dilation i do think stuff from the future basically happens where the sense of time is altered so then we're experiencing time differently back in the present because in our future we experience time differently so in our present we experience time differently too because the concept of time is just again another concept construct and a concept that we're basically um kind of enforced upon so in the future this concept will be more amorphous so then we're obviously experiencing the ripples now almost like a wave like a wave crashes in the future this then the rip we can feel the ripples depending on um how big you are how close you are to that initial like splash does that make sense so there's going to be like time dilations as you know because i do believe well, I, I, what I also i think that well i mean i like your i like your 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 cosmology mm -hmm. or your philosophy mm -hmm. here but mm -hmm. i mean i think we, i think we have realms and i think realms are oh uh, yeah I, that, um, <laughs> I, yeah i didn't that, even get to that but i agree with that. that that's a big part of um the time dilations i think is that we're having um so okay then this is getting into like realms merging portals excuse me yeah <laughs> excuse me sorry so Joaquin, a... he burps when something's true <laughs> that actually is a true x-men superpower that i actually do have unironically people are going to be like what do you mean i'm like no actually like if you ask me a certain question if it's true or not like you get kind of an answer depending if i burp or not so yeah no so the concept of realms is 100 percent true the concept of the interdimensional stuff like the stories you talked about um where you saw the unicorn i 100 believe that's real i think good and bad spirits are basically interdimensionally laced in our 3d plane that we perceive and then they can kind of then cascade and pixelize the more we basically attune to stuff you know like stuff can be projected or stuff can be basically seen outside of our veil essentially so we basically have like blinders on and then we basically can undo them and then basically see the true world which is like a very whimsical fantasy realm and just to tie it back into Taoism, kind of ancient chinese thought you know there's this whole concept of dragons and dragons coming in and literally turning into people and then people being dragons like it's very clear i don't know what, what dragon wings or all I, are... I don't know the concept you know because you know we say like oh dinosaurs had feathers oh no they didn't so it's like we don't even you know like the concept like what we perceive in physical reality is very different than what could be um actually ever told that's another thing too like the concept of dinosaurs is very odd you know it seems very hidden like all the the old oh, like yeah. there's there's so many extinct animals that we just don't even know about or like the stories of people first visiting America and talking about all these amazing animals and then them not being here and all the old maps and stuff like that. It all relates to 
Huh. Like but all honestly, the old, we like lose the Tasmanian of animals. Like in our lifetime, we've lost fifty percent of the insects that have been on this planet in our lifetime, and yeah. it wasn't a catastrophe. So there will be no record of them ever in the in the fossils because, like, to exactly for a fossil to be um, preserved, the conditions have to be just right. You know, basically, it's almost a complete fluke. Yeah, it's almost a, a complete almost fluke. a complete fluke. The fact that we even have any yeah. fossils is crazy. And then, so mm-hmm. I mean, like, if an animal dies today, like it, it's just consumed by the ecosystem. You know, like um, something mm-hmm. else consumes it, eats it, or it deteriorates. It like you know, a, if a cow dies in a field and nobody, I mean, if the coyotes don't get it or whatever, the sun will get it. The elements will get it. It's, yeah. You know, it, it. I mean. So you then this, this also, you see all these bones and you're like they're not like that old but they're they're like if they don't get buried then they turn to dust exactly so the the likelihood that anything even could be preserved in modern times is i think infinitesimal like the 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 probability that it could happen is so small because even back then there were conditions that weren't industrialized supposedly yet so you know we don't know again like there wasn't this industrialization that we have now to where stuff can't even be preserved like it could have been like a, a bug in amber or you know all these right, like, I was whatever say, like amber and a bug you know yeah 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 but like the, the conditions would be I, I feel almost impossible to happen in this kind of space you want to know what's really weird about amber just a little side tangent yeah is that it's like um oh so it's not so amber is um it's like tree resin is like our okay sap is a natural like basically blood of um of trees right it's like the the stuff that goes through it all the time their sap but mm-hmm. um when it breaks it creates resin which is a little bit different it's almost like it's a, it's like a clotted scab that it's doing mm. so amber is actually it's not just tree sap it's actually resin tree resin fro- uh, fossilized so it you almost know there had to be some sort of um air burst or something like that something to where the trees broke but didn't die and were able to try to scab themselves over and then insects were caught into them it's really when you look at amber fields and where a lot of them are found it's yeah. a big like wtf like like what happened what went on this is weird but i'm working on old nukes like that's what i think we had an old nuclear war yeah um, i mean um yeah, there's 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 so much history that, you know, there's obviously like a lot of the Hindu cosmology is the best example for it because they're pretty accurate in how they're depicting like um, nuclear wars and stuff. And then there's basically like, um, how do you say it? Like, um, uh, like there's yeah. the glass, the glass that would like, be oh, right. present my tech in the nuclear. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then they would be tech then glass. present in like, there's like, I, I know there's... um there's um references to then like it would become like jewelry so like the shattered um glass that would come from basically a nuclear like similar glass that would come from a nuclear blast was then in jewelry in like the pharaohs so they had an understanding of why it would be right yeah yeah yeah. they have an understanding of it was special and it was different special glass so it's interesting that oh it's just a coincidence type of thing that you know they could always write off and say oh it's just a coincidence just a coincidence but then it's like okay come on you know, so, and then their cosmology is so similar to like an Oppenheimer and he quoted them thinking of that movie that just came out. <laughs> I, I, you know, well, it's like, and then, and the, yeah, exactly. And then even like, yeah. I was talking to Jason 
uh, residual Johnny the other day, and he mm-hmm. he was like, okay, even Oppenheimer thought that there had been. He was like, like the he's like something. He's, yeah. He pointed. I didn't even catch this in the movie, but he pointed out to me that he says something about like someone says like you know about inventing the uh, atomic bomb thing, right? And he's like in modern times, and then it's like. I didn't even get the implications of that until Jason pointed that out to me. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. like Yeah, no, I think that they, they have an idea of the, the what would be called like the hidden history of humanity and that there was basically wars here, that the basically all the kind of cosmologies and stories really are true. And these battles that occurred really did happen. And in, yeah. and then in, not in a fabulistic way, like, no, there's really like nuclear wars, like ancient nuclear wars with like monsters and stuff like that. Um, because all the old stories talk about literally giants battling monsters and there being crazy technology. So See, but that's what almost makes me think like we're 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 on a video game and they're just like, oh yeah, this is like we're our realm or something we're 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 in this weird thing where um mm-hmm. they go like that was fun, okay, erase it all. All right, new 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 board games new players on the pieces like okay that was okay like they battle it out okay yeah race it up now the, another i mean it's we have something weird going on here whatever this is like the and the our amnesia alone is pause to go why do we not know like how how much do you even know about your great great grandparents i i mean i think everybody starts we we just don't even know well, that's actually something that I believe is probably integral to the spiritual thing. And that's something that they don't want you to do is to connect with your ancestors, because a lot of Native American and Chinese, because I believe that it's all the same shamanic tradition, just, you know, kind of Graham Hancock it was spread around, you know, you, you, they're familiar with your show, they're going to be familiar with the concept of the Graham Hancock, it's the yeah. same shamanic tradition. I'm just cutting to you know that <laughs> um, the the idea though, but that like the seri- in all seriousness, the cutting it to them, you have an understanding of who your ancestors were, and not to worship them in a sense of veneration, but in a sense of learn whatever mistakes they made in their lives and whatever good and bad knowledge, just like a grandparent would tell you their good and bad stories of all the lessons they've learned and all the stuff that they've experienced. They're just there to basically then tell you, that so then in your life and in your incarnation can either undo the karmas or then have a more successful life that's all they're trying to do really and the last thing they want is for you to then have that connection to your your greater ancestral lineage and understand actually why you're here because your true self knows that truth and it's connecting you more to your true self and understanding the cosmology of connecting to your ancestors is a very big thing. Um, I think that a lot of people then just deny. In in almost all cultures, it's been, you know, I mean, in a Western context, it's been like scrubbed. So then we don't even really know what our grandparents or what are, you know, what kind of traumas and great experiences, good things, bad things they did. You know, there's not that ancestor veneration as there was in I would, in a sense, Taoism, where you like it's with understood my great that, grandparents, I yeah. I know I know their names, some of their names, and other than that, I have no idea very much about yeah. them. And and yeah, their yeah. their great their parents, so like my great great grandparents, I don't know, Bob's your uncle, man. Um, yeah, no, it, and I think it's it's fascinating for people to understand. Obviously, you know, do the whole ancestry. Um, genetic testing at your own discretion obviously i don't think they know exactly yeah what i did doing. that and i would regret doing that because well yeah. and first of all i think it's bogus because yeah. it's not like i did it 
15 years ago and mm -hmm. it's changed. My ancestry's changed so much in the last 15 years that I'm going like, they don't know what the hell they're doing. This is like, I think they're just looking at ancestor.com and like making stuff up. I, I don't actually think that they can. But even like, so this is a funny thing where it came up like 2% Egyptian for me. So, but even the concept of Egyptian is a false construct because there's obviously multiple different shades of what an Egyptian is. You know, there's different like, types of Africans. Yeah, there's the, there's you know there's completely different types of Africans. So even the concept, I I reject that whole concept of oh you're two percent Egyptian. I mean, what the hell does that even mean? I had two percent sub sub-Saharan African. Yeah. And that and then now it's a hundred. It says a hundred percent European, but mm -hmm. at one point it had me. Um, I had some sort of Arabic thing in there. Took that out. Yeah. And then I uh I I was one at one point I was four percent Neanderthal. And then now I'm back, I'm down to 2% Neanderthal and like I was in the 99th percentile. And then now I'm like in the 80 something percentile and yeah. like my, my percentages are always changing. It's mm -hmm. told me that I have Swedish, like two or 3% Swedish. And then it's taken mm -hmm. that away. It's um, it like the, I'm just telling you the, the things that it shows you that you have. And then it tells you, you don't have it. I did 23 and me. That's the one I did. Yeah. So I, I was one of the very first people to spit in a thing because I actually went to a TED talk in person mm -hmm. and the lady who owned the company was like giving us out for free. And I was like, you know, in my early twenties and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. cool. Um, like an idiot. And anyway, I, I like, so, but long story short, I've had my, my spit with them for over 15 years. And I could tell you right now, it isn't state it like yeah and it's constantly shifting so again it's nothing's fixed there's, like, there's they been identical triplets that have spit into the thing and got completely different results so exactly and think, almost and again i don't want to be uh you know i have to be kind of careful but you can kind of tell by the facial morphology of someone what their genetic lineage is like i know that's going to be could be considered kind of racist but you can kind of obviously tell like through certain well, you know that, like but because like how it, how many times they've they've deviated from that you know like i mean yeah yeah but i mean there, there's you can kind of tell i mean the genetic lineages of people depending on well know. yeah i mean you can't yeah, 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 yeah. you know you can understand like, if someone's like you know han chinese you know like you can understand if yeah but i have Mongolian a friend versus, who has a um, her mother is uh a japanese and her dad is like a russian um what is her dad mixed with he's like a russian yeah so so like yeah because very much she has like four like she's like everything and yeah. you can't tell, like you would be like, I have no idea what you are, you know? Yeah. And, so obviously those people are like those anomalistic people, but I'm talking about the general part. Obviously, you know, those very anomalistic where you have very diverse genetic uh, phenotypes where you have like Nigerian and Japanese or, you know, Brazilian, which is again, a great, a great um, example because Brazilian is just like an example of every race kind of in like a little um, melting pot almost um, kind of getting into that question, which is fascinating, but um, yeah. where, but yeah um okay so what's this whole big dipper what's your what's your thing about this whole thing oh shit <laughs> okay so basically the concept of the big dipper it's kind of tying back into the whole cosmology of um native american culture Taoism, and the importance of like the north pole and the north star so this is getting them getting into okay i'm going to send you an image it's going to be a little bit of a, it's going to be a bear with a little arrow it's eating a little arrow so it's the it's a little bear. It's a Native American culture, and you. I think I literally got one in like Sedona, and it's a bear, and it has a little arrow going down to its belly, 
And I found that very interesting just because the bear symbolism is is kind of this ever-present version of, oh, it's, you know, the, the American culture has such veneration of the bear spirit. Um, I've talked to people I know who don't even like believe in that stuff. And they've literally seen the Native Americans having like a, I guess what you call like a powwow or a spiritual ceremony. And they've seen a literal bear spirit appear. Um, and I just find it interesting that there's this similarity between multiple different bear spirits in the, the, the collective culture. Um, you know, the YouTuber Robert Seffers talked about Berlin means bearland. Bearland is like he's kind of created that. I think that's true. If that's not true, I'm going to be so sorry, but I'm 90% sure he said that in one of his videos about Berlin. So this is a connection from China to Germany to Native American culture about the idea that the bear and the Big Dipper have the same thing in the concept of the North Pole Star. Have you, the concept, you know what yeah. the flag of Alaska is? It's the Big Dipper, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, well, you can obviously see it. So it makes sense that they choose that. Um, that's actually a really weird thing too. Like a lot of the the flags in the U.S. are like kind of odd. Like, but anyway, that's another again. That's a super long fake <laughs> American history side conversation we could get into. But the the concept, and this also goes into Tartaria too. Like they had like you know how Russia used to own. Uh, you could get into that. You could almost have that take. But getting then into the the what I'm trying to just more say is that the concept of the Big Differ is a universal, I think, symbolism, and the bear symbolism is universal through China. It's just then venerated through just the literal Big Dipper, and then other shamanic cultures have more of a bear symbology through it. Um, but it's literally always considered the bear, and it's considered the North Star. And in Taoism cultivation visualization exercises, the absorption of the Big Dipper is important into yourself so you're literally absorbing energies from the sun and the moon and the big dipper um i'm pretty sure i can divulge that without getting in trouble um and then the and then in native americans there's literally a bear that has the exact same arrows of absorbing has an arrow going down to its belly so i'm thinking isn't that kind of a weird similarity that the bear which means the big dipper is exactly the same alchemical absorption of the stars that the Taoists do so the idea that you're absorbing energy from the big dipper i just thought that was an interesting similarity that there's this bear symbolism everywhere it means the big dipper it means well, the north star the north star super... kind of looks like when it's at every different season if you and you have the north star in the middle kind of looks like swastika yeah and then we're getting into that kind of thing too where the, that symbolism has been bastardized where the buddha has it on his chest and the the swastika symbolism has been unfortunately used to mean something evil but then my interpretation of it because i've known i've seen people seeing it on like i have it and i'm like no, no 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 no, it's the big difference i swear like i'm trying to explain to you that it's the cycle of the four seasons that it's the it's the north star and the cycle of the four seasons as each season is literally um a side of the swastika so yeah i was just making that similarity through kind of like the graham hancock shamanics all the shamanic traditions have the importance of the North Star all have the importance of like a bear spirit, and then they all have the swastika. So it's all the same similarity of the bear spirit, the swastika, the Big Dipper, the North Star, the four seasons throughout. No, everyone has that type of symbology. So I just wanted to make kind of like, oh, look, the little rock you get at Sedona that has the little bear absorbing itself. Hey, it kind of, does anyone point out that this is like the Big Dipper and it's the exact same alchemical esoteric symbol as the Taoism that 
you're literally absorbing the Big Dipper, which I can say because it's in another video publicly. But I know there's a lot of like alchemical stuff where it's all super secret and like uh, Chinese. But you're stuff. not. It doesn't matter. You're not um, a Freemason yet or anything. No, no. Thank God I'm not. But <laughs> it's just you know people kind of get weird when you're starting to talk about like the whole like alchemical stuff because it's oh it's, my God. it's it's we're like an hour in. Nobody makes it. I I'll have I'll, like hey if you've made it this far in the video uh what's it what's a word we should say that they should say a Type word big dipper if you've if you okay yeah. if you make it an hour in, you got to say if you big make it an hour in yeah. type in big dipper yeah. i guarantee yeah. you i'm gonna have about six people write big dipper okay. like that's like so now we're at the there we go we talk about whatever we want to talk about awesome because no, what's his name i think his name is let it's not let's talk religion it's religion for breakfast where he talks about Taoism and chinese culture and he talks about absorbing the sun and the moon and the big dippers like part of Taoism where you're literally absorbing stars is like part of the cosmology is literally absorbing stars so that's a whole part of cosmology of Taoism that's that's interesting, interesting. yeah so that's a that's so an esoteric about, like, all the people gonna, yeah there's um the that deer technique within i don't i don't know guys what what they do what, how it works for guys but with girls and it's a Taoist thing and it's like mm -hmm. a you can it's like you rub your breast like 39 times like six yeah. times a day or something like the three six okay times. yeah yeah going going back into tesla so it's 36 times so a great Taoist exercise is basically rubbing your belly either clockwise or counterclockwise and again i'll put a little um descriptor up for everyone because if you're a man or woman this is a controversial statement too if you're a man or a woman it's going to be you're going to go in a different direction to to literally charge your battery so they have a view of your your body that you're literally a battery and you're literally charging your battery by putting your stomach around, putting your hands on your stomach and charging your battery 36 times one way, 24 times one way. And again, in that, in that terms where you're talking about the women, doing, it's like, it's like a, it's like a, it's part right, of the like sexual you, practice. Like it's a contraception too, like, thing. Like you can rub yeah. up uh, one way to start. It's like a char yeah. Stop it. You can make your breast smaller or bigger based on the direction you go. Like um, if you go yeah. in inward, you're bringing stuff in. If you go outward, you're taking stuff out. Mm -hmm. um and like yeah i mean there's there's a lot of really interesting techniques that they have that can um they're like superpower things they are so yeah this is them getting into then if yeah if you made it this far then you get all the secrets yeah, it's basically stuff. yeah so it's basically everything is around then the idea that you're transmuting your energy into what you want to do so kind of i gave the brief summary of what I was describing, and then it was transmuting your energy on what you essentially want to then use it for in the etheric sense or then the physical sense to where you're creating the reality you want. But it's also in a sense, yeah, you can do those type of things too, where you can energize yourself, um, like literally a bio battery and create your whatever you kind of, you're transmuting your energy as opposed to it being leached off you or you being obsessed with something or you 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 know you having these sort of traumas that we talked about earlier you're transmuting your energy and you're trying to upgrade yourself without then having all these um external factors essentially and you're using your energy to what, like i mean i have some natural superpowers you obviously have a little bit of natural superpowers like mm -hmm. do you think that techniques like the Taoism um like so, can make like can give you superpowers or do you think it's more like they can enhance your natural superpowers so both they give you and they enhance 
So that's the first part of your question is they do both, but they do. And essentially they would have to initially do it for it to be a yes end question. So obviously people are going to have um, almost like an athlete, like you're going to be good at certain things. You're not going to be good at others. You're going to be good. Or at like you're a natural things. singer, but or you're maybe a natural singer. Yeah. So you're going to be good naturally at telepathy or you're going to be naturally good at, um, you know, name the ability. And you're going to be good like, at I'm a weather person. Um, yeah, you could be good at the, you know, it could be good at your own specific niche, but it's enhancing your ability regardless. So it's an omnidirectional, you're getting better. So what you're already good at is going to then just automatically excel innately. Because obviously, let's say if you're already a runner and then I make you more athletic, and what does that mean? Either explosiveness or, you know, your tendon more resistant, essentially. Just let's make that up that's then it's just translating over it's just it's just a translating over of your pre-existing condition that then you're just translating over to your already ability so it's only going to enhance you of course if you're doing it right because there's obviously then a fraction of people that do too much visualization in kind of the community then that can turn into you just do too much visualization it then just turns into you're just moving your energy around and then you're basically unaware of your own biases and your mind basically wanders and then you unfortunately move your energy negatively subconsciously and then you could get sick so that is another thing in the energy cultivation practice if you don't clear your sick energy you're gonna get fucked <laughs> you're gonna get so fucked up because you're basically then let's say i like have cancer right here and i'm moving it throughout my whole body so i'm basically then just like moving and not in a good way like not like there's no way good way to you know you're moving a literal something that you haven't dealt with psychically around your body essentially and polluting the well is that does that make sense so getting rid of sick energy is the most important thing you could do so the tai chi chi and, and stuff, what, like, what's, a, what's a technique people can that you know of that people can get rid of so the one technique i would suggest is just enter basically i guess you could call it horse stance or wuji position or just basically sitting position. So you're essentially just holding like a, what's like, look up like what a medicine ball is. Yeah. So you're essentially you're holding a medicine ball and you're just meditating for an allotted time, whatever you can basically do you're holding. And again, it, it's not going to translate on this. Um, but it's essentially, you're just essentially sitting, holding what would, what I would describe as like a medicine ball. And you're basically charging your own energy. You're charging your hands and then you could then vector your hands towards your either middle dantian, lower dantian, preferably lower dantian. And then, you know, or you could go to your, you know, but you're basically just charging your, you're charging yourself um, by meditating. So you're meditating, but you're, you're directing it through your hands, if that makes sense. And you're energizing yourself. And what it's going to do is essentially charge up your body and try to clear that sick energy. Um, because you're just basically charging your energy. So then automatically you're going to be at a higher vibration. So then you're basically, your sickness is going to slowly deteriorate if you're at a higher vibration. I thing. do a lot of like, I don't know, like by any, any, uh, th like this is just like a natural thing I do in my mm -hmm. head. It's like, um, like I give it to earth. I give it to the center of earth and I'm like, here, I'm going to put down what I'm carrying and I'm going to let, let it take it for me. Um, yeah. Like I release stuff a lot to yeah. earth, like in the ground, like to, like, I'm just like sadness, any, you, anything, you, yeah, any, like anything, an emotional yeah. thing, like yeah. whatever, or like worries or thoughts, like neto thought patterns, like, um, like I just give it habits. I give it, um, anything that I'm just going like, this is heavy. I'm going to be like, you know what? 
will you please thank you would you please take this have i'm letting this go i'm giving it to you because i trust that earth can do something with it better than i can a hundred percent so the like the esoteric interpretation of oxygen and carbon dioxide and the sense of nature we have and the mm -hmm. sense of feng shui is this exact statement you're saying which is you're basically the energy of nature can innately take away your sadness your traumas your your bad energy your sick energy so the concept of like forest baths or the concept of literally i think funny enough montak Shia posted it as we're recording this today earlier today the idea that he that you're sending your energy almost like to trees so like you're like oh, that's trees and nature where i usually do this is i go i have a goodbye trees in my backyard and like i like yeah. i sit with my back on on the ginkgo tree it's a he uh -huh. And I just, I just, am like, I, I don't know. I like, I, and I rotate like, um, you know, like my apple terrorial field, like my, my core, like I, uh -huh. I recycle, I like, I merge it with the tree and then like, yeah. uh, it, it cleans me as, I don't know. Yeah. So that's, that's a very, it's, that's a um, nice way people can do stuff like that. I, I, I like my yeah. I have a personal tree that I like to do this with, mm -hmm. but, um, and so it, it because it has grown like three feet this year. Like I, I know that um, it's not just like I'm using the tree. The tree also is no. It's a reciprocation. It's it's, it's an reciprocation. equal reciprocation. It's not like you're. It's not like that. What's that story? Um, it's that famous the book where it's like tree. the apple tree, the giving tree. Yeah, he just cuts it down, he just abuses it. It's not that. You know, it's a reciprocation with nature. It's not like you're you're. It's not like you're destroying it. It's not like you're sinking it down. It's not like you're dumping just chemicals on the roots. It's actually not like that. It's a much more reciprocation than people even understand. It's it can it can almost feed off of it um, and recycle it better. Like you know, like it would yeah, recycle so like a body. Like you know, it's, yeah, it would. It would like you know, like how stuff you know, how, like how stuff basically dies and then becomes reborn through the seasons. It's just the same thing. It's just new. It it interprets the nutrients differently. So stuff that we just give, it can take and transmute it. It's almost like it's a, it's transmuting it spiritually for us, essentially, especially if you're, and what you're describing is also funny enough in Taoism, it's very well known, like what's called the microcosmic orbit, where you're recycling your energy to move it around, to again, not be stagnant. You're moving your energies, almost like those bioilluminescent, um, like jellyfish on like the lowest part of the ocean, where they have like that super like, like bioilluminescent, like flickering in their like you know what i'm talking about like a little octopus or like a jellyfish or like those very um exotic looking creatures right. on the bottom like of the the, ocean. Uh, bioluminescence like that's yeah 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 those creatures that's what you're basically but that's what you're trying to do but you're trying to visualize it you know what i mean so it's you're basically trying to do that but you visualize it essentially um but in yourself you're not actually you know literally bioluminescent in the water but it's like you're you're visualizing it and that's what you described with the tree i'm not surprised that you do stuff you know, like that. And it, you have that sort of reaction because that's literally one of the practices that then pertains to clearing of energy. So, yeah. I mean, I, uh, or even just doing it sitting on the grass, you can lay, lay down, like face down and with your, like, like, like face plant in the grass and then like talk, like, I like will like I'll put my forehead on the grass and like on the ground. And then like, I'll, I'll just, um, you know, and then that, that, then I'm kissing earth and I'm hugging the earth. And then like, I'm, then she, we're recycling energy together. Mm -hmm. And that, that's my favorite. That's one, another nice thing too. And bugs, I don't care. They get on me a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. That's just part of it. But you know, whatever. 
Um, and I, and I mean, I'm, I'm weird. Like people will see me doing this stuff and then, uh, I'll be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing. I'm doing. Yeah. That. Yeah. Sitting sometimes and like, I'm just laying like here, kind of... leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Your take on what... this little symbolism. I just find it interesting oh, that, yeah, that one you've seen like little, I've seen stone in Sedona. Yeah, like, I have, I've like, seen that too. Huh? Like they got to esoterically mean that that's. You're absorbing the Big Dipper. Could be, but whatever. So yeah, so let's go into cancer. Um, okay, so the idea, so, okay. So we were all told in school, and it was, again, this is again, this is kind of the funniest thing, is, but like the concept of cancer is essentially, it's your own psyche stopping you from not being yourself, if this makes sense. Or giving you, being like, do, do you want out of the video game? Like, what's your... Like, yeah it's okay. sub it's subconsciously stopping you from trying to do it so what's kind of gone on with um like new german medicine concepts and what's gone on with people suddenly being cured from um cancer in their like joe dispenza type of sense mm -hmm. as cringe as it initially sounds it's essentially your own you're not accepting who you are and aspects of yourself if you could talk about it like in the Jungian sense shadow work or you're not accepting your true self. This is essentially the whole point of what I'm saying, which is it's just a physical manifestation of you not truly expressing yourself and who you want to be and who you are being. So why cancer occurs is essentially just a psycho induced um, 3D um, tumor a clump of a meridian blocked from some sort of energetic thing that's occurred. And it's essentially then either somewhere in your meridian, somewhere in your organs, you've accumulated these negative thought patterns. They've circled for a very long time and then they've manifested. Or then they could simultaneously then be from your ancestors or past lives so that's another aspect of it too but people don't understand yeah, I, I think it's very true that you're in like, well, what do you how, what do you what do you do about like babies with cancer yeah the, the 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 dark reality is that it's basically karma which is just then unresolved thought forms thought loops that have then been accumulated too too densely to where then they're just basically too um they, they have no basically protection metaphysically from then stopping these thought loops that you've then been transferred to the next um, life, if that makes sense. So they've become basically too dense to where then when you're in a vulnerable state, the thought form then can just spur and manifest instantly. Um, but then this is simultaneously cancer rates have exploded with children through the GMO and through the genetic modifications and then through all the bullshit technology and the, and the 5G. So, so there's that aspect of it too, but what it really is, is it's, it's, it's a combination of both. It's a combination of our metaphysical onion decreasing and then a combination of external factors and then internal trauma factors over generations. So it's a multi-layered thing. I'm not saying it's one thing. I'm saying it's mul it's, it's obviously never one perspective. It's obviously multiple different factions all individualistically unique, perfectly vectored towards in a, a horrific truth that then manifests. So then this well, is why this happens. There's a bunch of different concepts that people have, and I don't know whether I described any of them or not, but about 
how like I've heard a lot of stuff about how when you're first born, like your soul only kind of almost comes into you gradually. And Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where like you basically could be karma or a lesson. You could basically be being used as a lesson for somebody else or for your, your parents or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So the the whole concept of the self, I think is also then this is kind of part of it. So yeah, it's literally an amalgamation of multiple different things perfectly then vectored to then fit the certain role that it almost needs to play so unfortunately those horrific instances like that it could then be just because of some sort of unbeknownst karma that you just didn't deal with and then boom you have a horrific outcome almost like you're not you don't have a car you don't have um you didn't buckle your 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 kid in in the back seat you know they have no car seat they're not buckled in they're just kind of roaming around in the backseat of the old truck and then boop they get hit um and then you know so it's kind of a black pill take but it's also i mean that's just the truth of the reality so you have to kind of just accept it almost like there's not like anything you there's not like anything i'm saying that it's like it's just that it is observable you know it's an observable portion of this matrix so it seems like there's an information um some sort of information being sent to where then this mathematically then occurs so and then then we know it because of new german medicine and we know of it because we transfer our energy to our descendants and beyond so we have our ancestors. new german medicine i looked into that for like you know i look into everything for like six but like i can't remember uh so i mean it's it's kind of like not germ theory it's more like you you're basically your entire body is you need to clean it out right like you yeah that's exactly what i'm saying this is exactly what qigong and taishi is saying it's not saying anything different than yeah, what they're basically saying like you got it's it's, it's basically you have a, a yeah a metaphysical um what you what you know the ancient kind of shamanic cultures would call spirits but then would you know you, you could use Jungian terms or new german medicine terms but basically energetic blocks that you basically need to clear out um so when i was saying first about clearing out your sick energy this is what it means these negative thought loops and thought patterns I've had stomach issues for almost my whole life and I have them exactly on my meridian lines. Like I've had a uh, virus, like so many different things just on my feet, literally were wherever all the stomach points were placed. I had basically fungus, virus, bacteria infections. I've then been plagued with and I've been healed from that because I've cleared all my traumas and six energy and in a kind of a weird, sick in way. In an ancestral way kind of thing too or not? Partially, but in a weird, sick way, how the matrix works, this is a very important point. It's very literal in a cringe way where if you don't feel that you're moving forward in life, you can get like foot problems or if you don't feel that you can. So it's a very metaphysical, literal way. And that's how the Chinese kind of see it. Like your feet, since you walk with your feet, you walk forward with your feet. You're not feeling you're moving forward in your metaphysical life, in your literal life. So then you metaphysically then receive it through your feet because you associate your feet through moving forward. So since I don't feel I'm moving forward, then my feet now are then plagued with sickness because they're in dis-ease. My sense of moving forward is in a sense of dis-ease. Yeah. So um, it's a it's very literal. So it's correlated to every part, like wherever your element would be, would be coordinated to some sort of emotional mm-hmm. or, I mean, or also- whatever, some sort of area of your life. Exactly. So it's very literal how you interpret because we have an association with the sense of self, 
even though it's a construct, it's a sense of self that we have that our feet are moving forward in life and you feel that your feet aren't moving forward, then that's where the psychic um, dis-ease will then occur. Um, and also then it, re replay, it, it also is correlated to your astrology and also correlated to then your zodiac Chinese sign. It's also you know, correlated to all these different things. Your, your um, you know, astrology is your birth date, but then it then also then plays into numerology too. So all these things are in effect, but the real truth of it is, is that it's really just a metaphysical interpretation of what's actually going on. So in my instance, I didn't feel like I was moving forward in life. So then I get these feet things. If, you know, some people have hand problems, it could be related to something they're doing. They're not feeling like they're, you know, it could be some psycho induced thing where they don't feel like they're grabbing life or something. You know, they don't feel like I'm moving forward. I have feet problems. I don't feel like um, I'm confident, you know, your shoulders are bent in or out. Um, you don't feel a certain thing it's it's because of a certain thing and also that's an inverse thing too like um if there's the positive attributes of yourself you then will gain um abilities i feel metaphysically then better so there, there's there's a yin and yang in a sense to everything where your negative aspects of you will then be pulled back with disease and then the inverse will be there could be positives from that where i feel like i have really good hearing in a sense but that's another topic but the sense that it's a there's truth to your physicality that relates to in kind of like a Gnostic way that if you don't feel you're moving forward, that I'm just using it from my own personal experiences, that it's such a real instance where I felt super stagnant. I felt like just not moving forward, didn't know what I was wanting to do in life, got these foot problems, related them to my stomach problems. And you could literally see on the meridian line where my stomach problems were on my feet were exactly where in between the toes of my feet, exactly where the stomach line was. So it seems true, irrespective of me knowing it, you know, this is enforced on me without me knowing it, you know, Mercury's in retrograde. I'm just unprivy to astrology, but it's a truth. Okay. So I think a lot of people, if you don't know how to know who you are, like, I'll just give you a couple little quick tips. First of all, like, um, you got to try a lot of things in life. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of things like just whatever, like go like take in, take random, like I literally have a rock grinder like a giant rock grinder and i grind mm -hmm. rocks and i like make jewelry out of my rocks and i love them that's like a weird thing that I, like i don't know anybody else who is my age who does this but anyway um you have to try i didn't know i liked grinding rocks and you know doing lapidary is what it's called i didn't know i liked that until i went and did a class on it okay and then i was like oh my god this is like meditating this is like amazing and i should have known because i've always liked rocks right but anyway so the thing is, is like, you have to fall into your preferences and you just like, okay, there's this, um, this little riddle that I heard one time. I can't remember who said it. I heard it on some podcasts years and years ago, but she was saying that like, if the scenario is that you're going to be on an Island for a year, you're going to have everything you could possibly want. You're going to be paid like millions of dollars to live on there. Anybody you love can be on the Island for the entire year. It's just like a paradise Island. The old, like you, you could take anything you want, whoever you want, you're going to have unlimited funds. There's no reason for you not to love and want to be on this Island. Mm -hmm. The one stipulation though, for in, this all to go down and for everybody to go have like a wonderful year and they get rich and stuff is that you have to read a hundred books, but they have to be on one subject. So what hmm. subject, it doesn't matter what subject it is, like, you know, what subject would it be? And mine was like, basically I would do str high strangeness, like whether it's like 
kind of this kind of shit that we're talking about or aliens or like ancient history like we esoteric like fringe knowledge that's Mm -hmm. my subject and um and so they say like whatever the answer is to your island question that's what your passion is okay and then you try to figure out and formulate a way in which you can work towards building that passion and mm-hmm. you can build that power. And some people will say to me, I would just read like romance novels or I would just read like Harry Potter or, or like, like mm-hmm. well, there's not hundred Harry Potter books. But okay. But so what, you just want to read fiction. Okay, cool. Maybe you're a fiction writer. Like yeah. maybe you are a storyteller. Like maybe you're like, this is your passion. Like maybe like there's all kinds of things where like I've, the way to talk there there are exercises that you can do if you really honestly don't really know yourself because it's easy for me because I've been knowing myself my whole life but not everybody has and not everybody does and it's okay if you haven't been and if you don't really know your preferences you've got to try a lot of stuff and then that'll help with stagnation guys that's that's all I'm trying to say yeah no that's that's perfectly said and that's exactly I think the the whole point of what I think you definitely imbue and what I'm trying to convey. And I think what people need to try to aspire to be where they're trying to be what you want to do and not have this sense of societal heaviness and weight and pressure and do what you truly want to do and not be deterred by it and not. Yeah. Unashamed. Unashamed, Yeah. 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 Be completely unashamed in what you want to do and what you love and know who you are and you know even if it's something goofy know your own sense of self sense of humor sense of whatever and you know what I mean also 100%. know that you can be a renaissance person you could do a ton of stuff and mm-hmm. I I give myself to like I've changed careers like multiple times like it is a long ass life like I don't want to do the same thing from 18 to 80 like you know yeah like you will go through many transitions in your life and you will do many many things and see many many places and like talk and know many many people like mm-hmm. you don't have to be stuck in any one career, any one job, any one hobby. Like you, like things come to their end. They come to their time or you get bored with stuff where you're like, like I picked up like crocheting for a while. And like, there was a winter where I made like everybody scarves. Like I, I like, and now I'm like, yeah, I know how to crochet, but I, 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 I don't want to crochet anymore. Like I'm like, nah, that was fun. It was good. I did that, but I'm not really like a crocheter. Like I'm a, I'm onward. I'm over that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I moved on. I tried it. It was okay. Cool. Yeah, you're you're not stagnant. You're trying to get new experiences. You're trying to still feel that sense of innovation. You're not trying to feel that sense right. of. And guess what? <laughs> Dead. Uh... I I had an art gallery for five years in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Like I may one day be like, yeah, YouTube was fun. Later, deuces. Like I'm not mm-hmm. gonna. I don't. I'm not guaranteed to be here forever. Like I don't. I don't care. Like I can. Yeah. Talk- else like it's i don't get any money off this this is just for fun like mm-hmm. um you know uh the day it starts stops becoming fun deuces yeah yeah and I, I i mean that's my whole philosophy too where it's like if if you're not enjoying what you're doing then it's like you know that's the that's the big yeah no you should thing. do every, like the stuff you're doing should be yeah. cool or fun to you or interesting mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. and you have a deep sense of meaning like when i I love to have that sense of athleticism. Like literally today, this morning, like I got up at four and then taught class at five. I love that sense of meaning, that sense of passion that I can convey early in the morning to people to start their day off 
because they're kickboxing, they feel a sense of um, control over their life and sense of independence, sense of uh, determinism that I, like they're 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 creating their own reality in a sense, not you know deterministic, but like they're they're willing themselves forward um, through the day, um, and I love that you know, and it gives people such a, a happy, bright outlook on life, and that's the whole essence of what I'm trying to do in Qigong in yoga and kickboxing and anything in life. I think that's, I think that's the point. Cool. All right, Mr. Joaquim. So where can people find you? Like if they want to like, what, what, so what I got you... a YouTube channel and then I got um, an Instagram um, and then you can just, I guess, DM me through Instagram um, or email me through my YouTube channel. If um, you're ever interested in kickboxing, traditional martial arts, traditional martial arts, um, yoga, all that sort of thing. Um, if you're interested in anything, again, I, we didn't even really get to talk about Qigong or anything, but like in a, in a deeper sense of the positions and the moves, but what I'm trying to, we should do create, a class one time on my yeah, show. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So we should essentially have like a sense of, you know, training and there's obviously people way better than me. I'm never going to say like, Oh, I'm this master of Qigong, but I do practice. I mean, I have a, why I think my perspectives i think unique is that i do have a sense of traditional martial arts modern martial arts which i would say like muay thai which is like intense kickboxing which is high contact and then jujitsu like i have a sense of mma and i have a sense of traditional martial arts and i can understand how to motivate you because i literally teach kickboxing so it's like i have a sense how to motivate you productively to where it's very simple there's no and i kind of believe in the same like steve gray idea where most people really shouldn't be doing visualization, like 95%, like other than you who does it successfully independently of someone else teaching you, shouldn't be doing visualization. So the the concept should be very physical and very stagnant. And I like the concept of doing them in a group. I like the concept of helping people out and just basically the sense of, I have a, I have a, I have a pretty normal sense of athletic training and then i have this esoteric side so you can you know you can uh, me, you has run a form under four minute mile just so you all know no so under five minute mile so i can, on the treadmill i can blitz i can blitz yeah so i can so i've done a hundred uh hundred um hundred mile run and i've also done a sub five minute mile um and obviously in the treadmill like i've trained where you can go past like the like once you you can like my blitzing speed is under four minutes but my actual, I can do an under five minute mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I just, yeah, colloquially, like, a, like you know, I can go faster, like, you know, for a hundred meter, or whatever. But like, it's different than obviously we are doing a full mile is, is completely different. So yeah, under five minute mile. Um, and Still, uh, never going to lie. Yeah, I know. I'm never going to lie about that, but under five minute mile and then under, uh, and then a hundred, hundred miles, a hundred mile run. That's actually, I have this hat because it's from a Navy SEAL, David Goggins, super inspirational. It's the same it's the same essence that I'm trying to convey in my hundred mile yeah. run, like at one time. Yeah. yeah. So continuously during the whole day. That's like four was... marathons. Correct. The marathon is called marathon because the guy who ran died. it and his name was marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Miles. Like, and so, you yeah. Did... So when I, when Nikki, when I was telling you, I was like a sense of athleticism. I was an athlete when I got like, no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not joking. So that's why. How long did it work. take you to run a hundred miles? A day. It was the whole day. So the whole day I ran. So from midnight to then, so I, I ran like from midnight to 10, basically. So 10, so midnight starting in the, and then you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, it's lunchtime, 12 then to 10 as, as I'm, is like the time essentially. So a day. But, but uh, how many so you just keep running? 
Um, this guy did it. Um, people do it. There's this girl. I, I she inspired me. This literally just looks like this random girl who I used to live next to. Um, I she once I knew she did it, it the concept got a lot easier. You know, we're she's like, like, yeah, girls done it. I can do no, it. No, no, no. But the concept that someone you know did it, and she's literally like the fastest. She's actually one of the only people I've met that's faster than me, which is crazy. Um, I have an Ethiopian friend who can like blitz faster than me, like in like very short distances. He completely destroys me, but he any sort of long distance, what I would, what people would consider long distance, then I start to win. So again, obviously the concept of speed is kind of like a funny concept because it's just, okay, it's distance over time. But with, yeah, the girl's name is Kate actually shout out to her. Yeah. So super inspiration to me, um, to running, to do the hundred miles and then to kind of this deterministic will, um, you know, cause you wouldn't expect her to do it. Cause you know, cause like obviously bodybuilder physique versus our ultra runner physique is completely different. Like ultra runners don't look jacked or ripped like sprinters or bodybuilders. So she seems somewhat, I'm assuming, but in shape and, but she has like, you know, very deterministic spirit. Um, yeah. And actually my, um, second cousin has done it too. Um, shout out to him. So he, so I've, I've known some people who do it. So Wow. Okay. I, yeah. I didn't even, I mean, I have a cousin who's a marathon runner. Um, yeah. she was on the cover of runner magazine and stuff like that. But, um, I, I don't know if she's done a hundred mile. I mean, maybe it's, I, it's completely different athletic sport. Like, so like the, dis, like how you would train for, again, like I have, but... where it's like swimming, biking, running. Yeah. Like Ironman's. Okay. So yeah. Like, so the whole concept of like, I've done athletics and I've done martial arts. And then this is why I think it translates so well to the deterministic hardcore will of you're just going to be sitting here. You're going to be slightly adjusting for like an hour and the, the sense of training that it takes and the sense of willpower. And it's also an energy too. So if you see Goggins, I'll probably post something on Instagram about him because he's one of my heroes. So all these people, like there's an energy about them that's just emitting off of them, this sense of free will and the sense of determined, like they're just so determined to achieve and win and that essence is what I'm trying to convey with people that it's about you and it's about, it's not about any sort of fancy stuff. You can easily get rid of your traumas. It's just, it's, you're so much stronger than you realize. And it's part of the amnesia that we've been tricked into that were these bodies, were these weak things. It's like, no, no, no. You can fast for a very long period of time. You can enter these as long as you fasted for how three days. So 72 hours. Yeah. So you know, decent. I, it definitely worked. I definitely noticed major clearage of blockages and stuff like that. Like that was, yeah, that's actually I, something I, I, wanted. I love 72 hour water fast. I've done a lot of those. Like in 2019, yeah. I did one every single full moon. Wow. Um, and that's very viable too. Like this is un, un, um, like the science on it's pretty conclusive. Like the level of autophagy is, is, you know, you can, you get, obvious. it's, it's, it's known. Like there's, um, there's YouTubers, there's tons of people who talk about fasting and yeah, uh, I mean, I I'm going to, my last one was I think in yeah. November, but like, I'm going to, I've been aiming to do two seventy two hour fast of water fast a year, like for yeah. like ultimate for, for cancer clearing and shit like that. Yeah. And that's another thing too, with cancer, it's like the level of it's either keto or fasting or like Dr. Sabi diets, like all these diets that they don't want to talk about seem like they work. So, you know, it's kind of my opinion on it where it's like, I think you, a lot of people can do this, obviously, you know, energy work plus then, you know, and then there's like all, all the people who then can help you with like working on your field. Like I know someone who's 
one of the best people who can like work on your field essentially and then like take out your traumas essentially just like by like you know you know have like a table and then they can metaphysically rip it out and stuff right like a psychic like a psychic yeah 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 you know more advanced than what i would consider reiki you know like reiki you know can be very watered down depending on the level of practitioner you know obviously the highest level reiki practitioners are very different um but you know she's like i would consider more of like a psychic surgeon where she can like take out a bad spirit and then just like (laughs) banish it (laughs) you know so you know so yeah yeah so yeah just contact me through instagram um or email me through that email type of thing so yeah yeah because i'm definitely i my why i'm here is i want to help people and understand how you know just metaphysically kind of align with those type of people to where you have kind of the new age spiritual community, but they can be very loosey goosey. And I like some more rigidness, but keep, you know, have a sense of balance where well, you and have a you're sense also, of freedom. Like Joaquin wants to invent uh, the Hogwarts for wizards in real life someday. Yeah. Yeah. So I have this, idea, essentially this idea that we're essentially, there's essentially like a group of people who I've known through, you know, incarnations, past lives, you know, whatever you want to call it, fractal souls or whatever. I'm here for a very specific reason to get a group of people together because I feel like I can help a lot of people genuinely. So that's mm-hmm. 100% why I'm here. It's 100% why I train, 100% why I like Goggins, 100% why I've done anything. It's to understand this cosmology in a sense that's very Wu Wei. Even though I've felt stagnant in life, even though I've gone through these traumas, it's all then shown me the signs to then, hey, look, doing these simple positions and these simple moves does objectively help people kind of clear these intrusive thoughts you know and that's what i'm trying to do with people i'm trying to make them as unencumbered as possible so they can essentially be free and i'm also a vocal sound healer too we didn't even get into that which is like a throat chakra clearing um kind of any more other stuff where it's just basically the concept of singing but without basically feeling encumbered by the sense of structure of tunes like oh i'm off pitch oh i'm this it's just you know you're basically tuning your toning your you're clearing your throat chakra essentially um, and you're clearing again the sense of blockages and the sense of you not being heard or the sense of you know that sense of your voice not being heard i feel is a weird resonance i feel in the ether uh, because most people aren't being heard most people get judged immediately or are too embarrassed and then they just are then silenced then that's 90 honestly that's 90 percent of people either judged immediately or you're subconsciously judged you've already imbued that energy into what you're doing. And then it's a basically then just like a, a self-fulfilling prophecy where you're super self-conscious and super nervous. And then it's just like, uh, and then people just don't talk. And then people are just like, you know, so it's, you know, so I also do that too. So if you want to do vocal sound healing, Qigong, you know, yoga, kickboxing, obviously, you know, you can only do so much through Zoom. So of, of course, you know, um, there's limitations through the internet, but you know, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to be posting more content. I actually have an interview with Miara coming out too. So I'm going to be doing more interviews, posting more content, trying to do more Qigong on that channel too. So okay, cool. yeah, yeah, cool things coming. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure having you and we'll have you again sometime. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Bye. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.